Hello, welcome to We Don't Know What We're Talking About, episode 2. This week, it's only Jay and myself. Josh is not doing uh, this episode for personal reasons. If he wants to discuss it in a later episode, that's up to him. But today, it's just myself and Jay. Uh, We have come with a bit of a topic. We'll see where it leads. Jay's mainly going to be doing it. It's on paranormal activity. So, Jay, take it away. Yeah, so I guess um, all the pressure's on me today. But, yeah, we've sort of got... We wanted to do the paranormal because, you know, I think everyone's interested in it to some degree. I think everyone's got an opinion. Yeah, and especially us two, you know, being quite... I'd like to say spiritual people. Yeah, I'd say so. Sometimes. Yeah, and, you know, we'd like to believe there is more. So, there's... Two cases I wanted to talk about. The first one is most commonly known, and that is the Elisa Lam case. So basically, Elisa Lam, she was a student from China, staying in a hotel one night, and on the CCTV footage, anyone can see this on YouTube or internet. There's the moments before her death. And it sort of looks like she's talking to someone. She looks a bit, you know, batshit crazy. But is this a haunted hotel? Or is it just a standard everyday hotel? I think it's just standard. I don't think there's been any other cases. Okay. But her body was discovered by the LA police uh, after, on the day of her disappearance... And in the footage, Lam is seen exiting and re-entering the elevator, talking and gesturing. Gesturing. Gesturing, that's it. (laughs) In the hallway outside, and sometimes seeming to hide within the elevator, which itself appears to be malfunctioning. The video went viral on the internet, with many viewers reporting that they found it unsettling. And so basically, yeah, there was about, I think it's about a two-minute clip, of just that, her seeming to talk to someone and then getting in and out of the elevator, sort of just acting weird. And then they found her body in a water tank on the hotel roof, I believe. But the main cause of concern here was the police initially thought it was suicide. Right. But she couldn't have got into the tank and fully shut the lid. So they suspected murder. Or, you know, someone else. play, yeah. But no CCTV, nothing to suggest that of any kind. It's just this weird disappearance. And still to this day, it hasn't been proof of ghost activity. But it hasn't been debunked and someone's gave give a clear explanation to what's happened to this girl. Okay. And I know you so, haven't heard this story, so what are your... No, I haven't... I don't know anything about this. I might have seen... Has there been a movie made about it? Mm-mm. Okay, no. I must be thinking of something else, but I remember seeing a movie where a girl's out in a hallway talking to herself, going do lally, and then gets in an elevator, and then I fell asleep. <laughs> <clears throat> so I know absolutely nothing about this, but what I do know is the Chinese... Don't really fuck around with the spirits because they heavily believe in it. Okay. 
But as far as I'm aware, the Chinese also don't really like foreign people going into the country and doing investigations, so I can't really see this case. No, no, itself. it was in America. Oh, was it in America? Yeah, the LAPD. <coughs> she was Sorry, a, I thought it happened in China. No, she was a Chinese student. Right. Okay. So, there's, what, there's no CCTV in the elevators? Yeah, there is. That's what you see of her. Right. In and out of the elevator, talking. It, it seems like she's having an argument with someone. Okay. And then that's the last moments of her life. Is there no CCTV on the roof? Not that I know of. <sighs> I don't know what to believe. Like, I believe in ghosts. I believe in the afterlife, spirits, whatever you want to call it. Evil ghosts? Maybe. I don't know. I've never experienced it. I've only seen it in films, read stories. But other than that, I've, I, I really I don't know. Yeah, it's sort of a weird one. Many experts and police and detectives have looked into it, and it happened a good two, three years now ago. So it's not all that old. No, but it's still, with our modern times, to not be able to say she was murdered because, or she had, you know, been it had may have been an assisted suicide. What if... How old was she, do you know? Uh, well, she was a student, so I believe... Student, probably... 20-odd, maybe. Yeah, late teens. Yeah, let me see if it says here. No, I don't say her age, but yeah, around that age. <coughs> and so, all I've... reports say that she was mentally stable, she was fine, she was, you know, getting her degree, she was a good student. Well, surely there's some sort of... Not date rape drug, but... Some sort of similar drug like that that can be that is undetectable through science. Like, so, like someone spiked a drink, for example, that's made her go do lally and kill herself. Yeah, but it's still the fact that she couldn't have shut the water tank lid. Why? Because of the angles. You um, watch the video, especially you, Chris, and people that are listening out there and watch all the you know theories about it and the facts but yeah there was no real way that she could have got in the tank and shut the lid completely with just her two hands and if she was on any drugs or something that would just make it harder for her to do that I suppose but it depends on the drug because I know some drugs do make you exceptionally strong yeah, but they would have found in autopsies. That's and... true. That's true. Well, maybe it was something else. Yeah, and that's the big thing, especially with paranormal. There's <coughs> always sort of, you know, one foot in the door, one foot out. No one fully believes and no one fully disbelieves. Yeah, nobody wants to stick their neck on the line and go, yeah, it definitely was paranormal. Yeah. It was a demon or, or an evil ghost. Like I said, whatever you want to call it. Well, I mean, because there is a fine line between all of the names. I mean, a ghost is meant to be, you know, the body spirit in the afterlife carrying on. A demon is meant to be an evil creature from the depths of hell who just wants to cause pain and misery and, you know, possess a human soul. And then you have poltergeists, which apparently are the hardcore things you just don't mess with. Like the uh, Enfield, Enfield case. 
Never heard of it. Never heard of the anthem? Nope. Uh, Janet Hudson? Nope. Oh, well, we're in for a treat. Nothing to me. <laughs> All right, well, anyone out there, watch <laughs> Conjuring 2, one of the greatest horrors, in my opinion, ever made, uh, about the Enfield Haunting. Basically, it's just a normal family, uh, lives in North London, Enfield. Yeah, I know where Enfield is, down the road. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, there's just so much weird stuff going on there. There's been interviews, there's been recordings, They, from what they made a film about it, but it was all about the poltergeist allegedly possessing this 12-year-old girl, Janet Hodgson. What if the poltergeist was just a pedo? Well, no, because it was nothing sexual. <laughs> it was all uh, mischievous. It was all, you know... It was all just like mindfuck. Yeah, and there okay. was... You know, there's been things unexplained. There's a famous picture of the little girl in the air. Sort of, it's meant to show that the poltergeist thrown her in the air. I've seen that picture. Actually. Yeah, it's yeah, one I've of the most picture. famous pictures. <clears throat> and, you know, experts have looked into it and they've said if she jumped off the bed, her knee, knees and legs would be in a different angle. And the yeah. people there said that she was fast asleep. They were just there to witness it. And the camera just went off when it's you know, detective, and emotion. Mm. So the thing was, the poltergeist came, threw her up in the air. Apparently she landed on the floor next to the camera. But there was many, many experts and researchers that went to try and help the Hodgson's, and eventually they did get the poltergeist out, but that was never been proven to be a poltergeist. You know, people have just said, well, they're 12-year-old girls, they're bored, they're, they're just, you know, trying to start shit, in a way. Yeah, I get that. Um, I can I, I can see that sound as a story, because I've been Jesus Christ. When I was 12, I was, every 12-year-old has got some sort of imagination. Mm. And let's face it, you're 12 years old, your imagination is wild. You imagine all sorts of shit. I mean, you've got hormones running <laughs> through every vein in your body. You don't know what exactly. is going and with, on. And with females, I know their hormones kick in a lot sooner than us men. Mm. They mature a lot quicker. Yeah, and I mean, there's psychologists that have looked into it saying basically there was no father around at the time. Okay. From what I can remember. Uh, what her father was. Her it? father. Okay. Uh, the mum was working most of the time. She had, I think it was four siblings. Okay. So, you know, psychologists are saying, oh, it's a cry for attention. It's... <coughs> but there's recordings out there on YouTube mm. of the alleged poltergeist speaking. And once again, researchers have looked into that and said, well, a 30-year-old woman couldn't make that noise from her vocals, let alone a 12-year-old girl. Because it would have to break the vocal cords and the voice box. But if she'd done it, then it would have been broke for life. So she would have talked like that for the rest of her life. Okay. But she didn't. It was just a couple of bits talking to a ghost researcher. And, you know, it's one of Ed and Lorraine Warren's cases. They came from the US to help get the poltergeist out. And that's what The Conjuring 2 is about. See, but I don't know how I feel about poltergeist because I'm not saying I don't believe it. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess I am because touch wood, I've never had experiences like that. I've I've experienced a spirit 
presence. I've never seen a ghost. I can't say I've seen like a, a, like a misty figure, figure yeah. or anything. I've felt a presence. Do you want to explain that? <clears throat> um, a few months ago, I mean, my, my granddad died a few months ago, back in March. Um, and he'd never, where I live, he'd, he's never been to my place. He had a lot of health issues, so travelling for him was very difficult, and he's never been here. Well, I mean, he could, you couldn't go to the kitchen, so could he, he weren't that well. No. Yeah. He could barely walk. Um, and he doesn't even know what my flat looks like, because I couldn't show him pictures because he was blind. Mm. But yet, I felt him here. And I don't know... I don't know if that's just in my head because I want to feel him, because I miss him, or if I'm feeling him because it is his spirit. I'm hoping I'm feeling him because it is his spirit. Well, yeah, I mean, there's always that two sides of the coin. There's always that, <coughs> you know, well, you're just, you're grieving, you're going to see what you want to see, you wanna, you're going to hear what you want to hear. But then, you know, humans, they see stuff and... You know, for you, you might have seen it or heard it and gone, that is definite someone there. And it's all about vibes and energy. That's what mainly spirits and ghosts are. And, you know, people out there that have had ghosts and spirit, you know, encounters or experiences will know that there is a different change in energy. To oh, the there's, a, there's a huge change in energy that I can feel just... just I don't research it. I don't. I don't. I'm not educated in it or anything. Mm. But whenever I feel like my granddad's here, there is a huge change of energy just in that room, depending yeah. what room it is. But poltergeist, on the other hand, like I said, touch wood. I've never experienced it. I hope to never experience it. If it is true, I don't really watch a lot of films on it because I see it as bullshit. I'm yeah. not going to lie, I see it as bullshit, I think it's all made up, it's a film. I understand this film based on reality. But they still have to chuck scare, uh, jump scares in and... Well, of course. Things to entice the crowd and the but audience. All, uh, the way I see Poltergeist films is it's all word of mouth. Hmm. Right, that's what it is. It's not like cameras have been set up in someone's home where poltergeist activity is suspected for 10 years and they make a film out of that. No. They make a <coughs> film on what people have said they have experienced. So like this little girl, I don't know if it was her that said she said she experienced it or her sister or brother or mum or whatever. But it's just word of mouth. She's just gone, oh yeah, I was flung out of bed. But I could say that. Well, no, because there's pictures and there's people to support the evidence. And, you know, her mum also had big experiences with it. And apparently the younger siblings would hear, you know, people moving downstairs in the night, banging on walls, reports it from the neighbours and that, when the house was dead silent. It's just, it's one of those things where, is it a big scam or was this family really in danger? Like I said, I've never experienced it. Hmm. I don't really believe in poltergeists because I haven't experienced it. Um, like I said, I don't really watch the films because I believe it's all just make-believe and people's word of mouth and 
if you're in a close-knit community, where I'm presuming this happened with this 12-year-old girl, is a little close-knit community where everybody knows everyone and you all know each other's business and you all got each other's back. Mm. And what if something was wrong with this little girl, like, I mean, like, mentally? Well, no, because... Uh, in the film, I'm not sure if this is true, but the neighbours come over and the neighbours experience stuff as well. But that would have to be looked up, you know, to be uh, <coughs> backed up to be, you know, true. But it's just, it's but a weird what, case. What if people only feel that stuff because they want to? Yeah, it's like, what I mean, because somebody said, oh yeah, I had this experience... In the house, number 17 down the road, I had this massive experience where a glass was thrown at me from across the room. And you think, nah, that's bullshit. And I go, well, you go there and see, see if anything happens to you. So you go there, kind of hoping something does, but kind of hoping something doesn't. Well, yeah. And then, like you said, you see what you want to see and you hear what you want to hear. So who's to say it's not all in the mind? Yeah, because I guess, say if we were to stay at a supposed haunted mansion, <coughs> we know we're going to want to look out for shadows and look out for noises. And the brain, you know, the brain's a the, complex oh, yes. beast that will play tricks. Yes. Because it's, it's what it does, and it's it's what you want to fear, and it's what, what you want to feel. But also, just from you saying throwing the glass, at one point during the big... Um, Exorcism, mm. the girl was locked in the kitchen for about two minutes. Mm. After they managed to break the back door to get into the kitchen, the. So the pole, excuse me, the pole guy locked her in the kitchen? Yes. Okay. And once they, you know, broke the back door, mm. they found the kitchen absolutely, you know, massive wooden table turned over, chairs everywhere, everything out of the cupboards, and. Yeah, a 12-year-old girl can make up stuff, but is it to the extent of she has this strength to lift a massive wooden table? Because I don't even think I could lift a... Because it's quite big, you know, dining room table is one of them old-fashioned... Mm. Where was this? Oh, no, this was in Hackney, wasn't it? Uh, Enfield. Enfield, sorry. <clears throat> See, I don't know. If it was in America, if it was in America I, could, I could understand that... Like, Heavy table. Because, I mean, let's face it, America, a lot of American houses are huge. Yes. Um, and they have big... I'd, I'd like to think nine out of ten times, maybe oak table. I don't know. Oak is very heavy. Mm. <clears throat> um, so I'd understand if it was in America. In England, I don't know. That's the thing. This is the first story I've heard that's happened... In America, in England, sorry, over here, all poltergeist stories and hauntings and all stuff like that, was, it always seems to be from America. Okay, well, let me put you on this for, have you heard of the French catacombs? I've heard of the French catacombs, yes. Okay, so... I couldn't tell you jack about it, but I've heard about it. Okay, I'm not too familiar about it, but I know the French catacomb, is it catacombs or catacomb? I thought it was catacombs. Catacombs, probably not. Whichever, but yeah. Anyway, something along those lines is this, from what I believe, French burial ground. Mm. So it's tunnels, miles of tunnels beneath. Is this with all the skulls in them? Yes. 
Yeah, I've seen the pictures of that place. There's thousands upon thousands of skulls and bones and, you know, dead carcasses. Mm -hmm. And, you know, reports even going to this day of people just going in and never coming out. You know, it's not something you can get... Yeah, you can get lost, but apparently there's been people that gone down with recordings and then their videotape being found, you know, a year later or six months later with their torch there, but no sign of their bodies. So now the the whole area is just cut off because of this. But there's no explanation for it. But there is a thousand dead, you know, bodies down there. Yeah. So if ghosts and that do exist, that's a strong evidence for, yeah, they're just <coughs> killing them. Possibly. The first thing that came to my head was cannibals. Because, mm. well, that's what cannibalism is. You eat your own kind. So, who's to say there's not a bunch of I don't know, old school from, like, probably not Neanderthal time, that's going a bit far back. But I know there's still tribes in Africa who are cannibals. So who's to say that there isn't a tribe who lives in the French catacombs who are cannibals, uh, it, who don't want people trespassing on their land, basically? It wouldn't be possible because it's underground tunnels. It was built for a memorial ground. There was nothing there before. They, it's all man-made. It's just, it's where they had to store bodies, I believe, during uh, French War, not two world wars. I think it was like the French Revolution or something. Okay. But yeah, it's just one of those cases where, once again, no one knows. But onto personal experiences, you've said, you know, about your granddad. Mm -hmm. But back in 2012, when my great nan passed away. Mm hmm. Um, everyone, because she lived in Doncaster, uh -huh. all my mum and her two siblings stayed at her house that night because, you know, they couldn't come back home. It's about what? a six-hour drive. Yes, bit of a trek. And reports from them, they've never really told me much about it, uh -huh. but they have all said something weird happened that night. They have all said they report of my nan's presence. All right getting up in the night, you know, making the tea or having a cigarette. Yeah, yeah. There's all reports of hearing my nan's voice. And they're not, you know, they're very, you know, straight. I, I don't think straight's the word. Like, sort of clean-cut people. They don't really believe in ghosts. They, okay. you know, my mum just... They don't sort of seek them out. They're not believers, basically. No, they're just, they're not in a rude way. They're mundane people. They just get on with their life. Yeah. But they've all said they've experienced something. And uh, this is a story I've told to Josh before. Okay. And if when you meet my aunt, you can ask her for herself. She used to live in this three-story house. Right. Uh, down one of the roads in Stratton Vale. Um, apparently, at the time, she thought nothing of it. Decent-priced house. She thought, yes, great. You know, three stories. Massive. Her and her little son just there. And it was fine. She loved it. Mm. Um, things would go off. Things would move. And she didn't think nothing 
of it. She just thought, oh, it's Lewis. You know, her son, he was about four years old at the time. Yeah. You know, kids just do stuff. <coughs> but once she started looking into the house, she found out that before she moved in, a couple of years before, mm. uh, a woman had hung herself in that house. Okay. So at first she was angry <coughs> because they should have said it on the tenancy. They should have told her before she moved in. Uh, the neighbors, bef- uh, the people who lived there before, didn't say anything. They just they lived there for three months and then moved out. Yeah, but it's not something you you tell people though, is it? Because a yeah. house would never get re-rented or resold or anything like that. Yeah, it's that sort of information that they hold back because it's just money making. Yeah, it's money making, but wait till it gets into it. Okay. Right. So a day or two days before she found this out, Lewis came up to her and said he just saw a woman in white (coughs) reach out to him from the light bulb in the hallway. She thought nothing of it. You know, four-year-old boy. Yeah, imagination, yeah. Then when she found out... Mm -hmm. She also found out the woman hung herself from that light bulb that Lewis said he saw the woman in white reach out to him from. Bearing in mind he's four years old, didn't know anything about it. Okay. And apparently she looked into it, spoke to her mate who was a Jehovah's Witness, very spiritual person. They said ghosts will appear in white to make themselves more visible visible and more... Sort of attract, not attractive in the sexual sense, but nice like, to catch your eye, isn't it? Yeah, it's to a, the kid, it's, it's a bright color in a dark place. That's mm. all it is. So, my aunt, as soon as she found all this out, moved out that day. Okay, moved out, then got her boyfriend at the time to get the rest of the stuff. Okay. Uh, the main core, cause of concern for her was: will it follow? Yeah, because I've heard of, of of ghosts latching on to people. But she then went to find out the woman hung herself. She was very mentally deranged. Okay. And she was very sick, but also very sad and depressed person. Her mm-hmm. child had been taken off of her mm-hmm. through care. Mm-hmm. And the day the person who found her yeah. from hunging herself was her own four-year-old child coming to visit her on a social service visit. Sure. And that's why my aunt thinks she reached out to Lewis. Not in a racist sense, but both the kids were a mixed race. Yeah, no. It's probably just... The ghost probably reached out to Lewis because... I don't know if they could tell the difference between their own family, if that makes sense. Yeah. So maybe she thought... The ghost thought that Lewis was her child. Yeah, that's... In the afterlife. That's what my aunt believes as well, because she was mentally deranged anyway. Yeah. She's seen a four-year-old son, same skin tone to her own child. Yeah, same age. Same age, same... More than likely, roughly the same height. Yeah, and probably, you know, four-year-old boys, they're most likely into the same stuff. You know, yeah. I think they was both into cars and, you know, toy trains. when I was four. It's too many years ago now. But Lewis still don't know about the story. Okay. My aunt's waiting until he's the right age so that you can actually... And how old is Lewis now? Lewis is turning 13, so I think okay, she's going to so turn... this him... happened quite a while ago. Yes. About eight, nine years ago Yeah, now. eight, nine years. Jesus, okay. And since then, my aunt has been a firm believer. 
She don't research about it. She just she says, "I believe in ghosts." Yeah, she now believes in it because she's had the experience. Okay. My nan, very old fashioned, don't believe in any UFOs, any ghosts, anything. Mm. Even she says there's something weird in that house. Yeah, that's a bit odd. And it's to come from very. I mean, I've never met your family. Mm. I can't remember the word you used, but coming from a very kind of like a closed door family to to the to the afterlife by the yes. sounds of it. Um, so coming from a family like that, where they didn't believe it at all, to suddenly they believe it. Yeah, yeah, I can see it. Is I mean, I didn't believe in ghosts. I mean, my first ghost experience was. When I first came to England back in uh, 2003, well, it was just after that, actually. It was probably more close to 2004, 2005-ish. Um, when I was laying in bed one night, we had no pets. Um, I was laying in bed. At the time, I shared a bedroom with Josh, my brother. He was out cold. He was only young, seven years different, so he was only young, he was out cold. And I was laying in bed, and you know when you just wake up for no reason? You don't need the toilet, there was no... Noise or to wake you up. Yeah, you just woke up. Yeah, that, That's what happened, I just woke up, and I was just like, oh great. And then something fell off the top of the cupboard, right next to my bed. Mm. I can't remember what it was now. I think it was a car, I had a remote control car, but that fell off the top of the cupboard. I just oh, a gust of wind, but I didn't have the way the room was situated. I didn't have a window in that bedroom. Okay. So it wasn't a wind. We didn't have a fan, and I just put it down to I don't know. I went to sleep. Eventually, I spoke to mum about it, and my mum is a heavy believer in it. And she said, "Yeah, there's a young boy and an old man here. I think the old man used to live in what was used to there, used to be there, a house that used to be there that got knocked down." Um, because he died in the house and they rebuilt it, but he stayed on the land. Mm. And the old boy came from what was then a shop, like just next door. Okay. That used to be his house. So even my mum felt it, and my mum knew because apparently she used to talk to them. Whether talking to ghosts, that's a whole different thing, I don't know. Yeah, it's a whole different pool park. But that's where I started to believe that there were ghosts. Yes. Because there was nothing in that room. We didn't have pets. I didn't have a window. We didn't have a fan or anything like that. And it was only me and my brother in the room, and my brother was asleep. Yeah, and you would have saw anyway. If he was exactly. Out. So that was my first ghost experience, and that was, that's what made me believe in ghosts. Okay. Well, I mean, um, <coughs> back to my aunt again. My aunt's uh, old house, only, she only moved out last October. Okay. She was uh, five years. This isn't the same house she had the experience in, is it? No, no. She, this is two houses after that. Okay. Jesus, you aren't moved a lot. Yeah. <laughs> well, when you get ghosts in your house, you move <laughs> a lot. But there was... I'd have to get Josh on to talk about this one day, but there was nothing ever definitively happened or nothing bad, but you could feel it. You could feel that something weird was in the back corridor. It was only... The rest of the house was fine. But there was this long corridor leading down to the toilet and then the bathroom there. Okay. Very 
don't know, just strange vibe and energy. I've had a couple of experiences. For once, I was uh, outside in the garden having a cigarette. Right. Left the light on in the toilet door, mm-hmm. and the door was open, so I could see the light. Yeah, yeah. I was just there, there, having a fag, and then the light slowly goes... Well, not slowly, it just goes out. Uh-huh. First off, I didn't think about four oh, so I should go to the toilet. Yeah. So I'm just waiting there, and then I go in... And the bathroom door was open. And the light was off. That's a bit creepy. And I know people could say, oh, maybe someone did just turn it off or go to the toilet. But they went to the toilet, that light always stays on in the night because it's a very dark house at night. There was no light coming in. A lot of people just leave a light on. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, in the morning I asked both my aunt and my little cousin, did anyone go to the toilet last night? And they both said no. So from there, I was like, well, you know, there's always electricity could just play up. I was going to say, was a light blown? No, I turned the light back on fine. Fuse was fine. Hmm. But I've had, you know, a few things as well where I've, because I used to sleep downstairs, mm-hmm. you know, because I always used to shut the door. Yeah. Always, always shut that door. Yeah. But it kept the hallway light on. Okay. So, you know, I'd go in the front room, go back out and the door was open. And it's, it was kind of an old house, so I would have heard if people came down to go to the toilet and you would have yeah, heard the flush anyway. Squeaky stairs. Yeah. yeah. And it wasn't a windy house. There was never any windows open because my aunt's always, you know, scared someone could climb in the night through a window or something. But, it's a fair point to make. Yeah, and it was, it was a very just, it was a weird situation. I'm sort of glad she's out of that now because... How long has she been in this place now? What, her new place? Yeah. Uh, two weeks. Oh, there you go. It's still early days. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this this new house is like her house where um, the woman hung herself. It's sort of like the same layout. Okay. But That's I, a bit weird. Yeah, it is. But I know. I feel... I don't feel uneasy in the house. Even though it's quite big and spacious with high ceilings, mm. I feel fine. And then it's back to that energy again. It's... There is a difference in the air and change when spirits, ghosts, whatever you want to call them, are present. Yeah, there is a massive change. And I think, don't quote me on this, like I said, none of us are professionals on this. Mm. Um, I believe there's a change in, in, in the air. It's something to do with the magnetic field. Electromagnetic field. Yeah. yeah. That supposedly ghosts and spirits produce. Obviously, the whole world is is got a magnetic field around it, mm-hmm. um, which is why birds migrate. A lot of them follow the magnetic field, and that's. I think it was a scientist. I'm not a hundred percent sure. It might have been a ghost chaser or whatever, but that's what they reckon. That's why there's a change in the air because yeah. of the magnetic field that comes with the ghost it's sort of it's like putting two magnets together North Pole and North Pole together on a magnet mm. they repel each other Yeah, it's the same sort of yeah, thing when a ghost shows up it just it fucks with the Earth's magnetic field yeah because uh, a lot of people you know when having ghost experiences always start off with the story of or the saying of I thought it was just someone in the room like you know a lot of people say 
you know, for instance, if I was to come in here now, yeah. and you were laying down facing the wall, yeah. you could instantly tell someone was coming in. Yeah, you could, yeah. And that's how a lot of people start off their stories, is I thought someone was coming in, then look round, no one was there. Mm-hmm. Because, I know, I think it's, a lot of people say it's the sixth, the sixth sense. Yeah. You know, hence the film is being able to... See dead people. See dead people. <laughs> and, you know, it's more of a sort of like, when someone's looking at you, you can feel it. Yeah. So, like, you know, I always remember being in, you know, school assemblies and looking around and catching someone's eye, like one of my mates, just knowing that they're looking at me. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's all in peripherals and just your senses are heightened. Yeah. Heightened. I spent... I must say, I live on my own. So, <laughs> when I do feel something in the air or I feel like somebody's coming to a room, I can't say, oh, it's, it's my kid because I don't have any kids or I can't say it's my girlfriend because I don't have one. I can't say it's a brother or whatever. Nobody lives with me. I live on my own. No pets. I've got no yeah. pets. I'm not allowed pets in this flat. So, I don't have anything. There's nobody else in here unless I have visitors. Which isn't very often. <laughs> so, I can't pass it off as uh, with somebody just coming out of the bathroom when I'm laying in bed. Yeah. Because there's nobody else in the flat. There's only me. So, I believe there's, whether it's my granddad or not, I hope it's my granddad. Um, I don't know. But I believe there's something in here, in this flat at times. Mm. Well, I mean, I've I've had a few, you know, I've mentioned my aunts and that, but I was at, I remember at your mum's one day, and I said, I was in the kitchen and felt like uh, Paul, your stepdad, yeah, was in the kitchen with me. Oh, yeah. I looked around, nothing was there. Went upstairs, told Josh. Mm-hmm. The next day, was speaking about it. Josh said that Paul... Uh-huh. And your granddad have very similar energy vibes and the way they carry themselves and the way... Yeah, they because they both walk... They both used... Well, Paul still does. But my granddad used to walk very quietly. Mm. He wasn't heavy-footed. You could... Unless he was wearing slippers and dragging his feet, it was very rare you could hear him come into a room. Yeah. Because it always used to make all of us jump because we'd be standing there and then suddenly he'd be behind us and it'd be like, yeah. holy shit... But make some noise when you come towards <laughs> us or something. <coughs> so I get, I know that Grandad and Paul had, have got the same aura. Yeah. <clears throat> and they were both very, well, they were both similar build, similar shape, you know. Yeah, both extremely skinny. Yeah. The only difference was age. Grandad was old. Mm. And Paul's getting old. <laughs> and um, <coughs> a couple of nights later, it may have been the next week. I'm still yet to tell Josh about this, actually. It was just... It's one of those things where you want to tell, but you don't want people to disbelieve you. Yeah, you don't want to come across like you're a nutcase. Yeah. So I was, you know, at your mum's kitchen sink. Yeah. I was just pouring up my water glass. And yeah. I do pretty much every ten minutes. Yeah. And I look up to the window, mm-hmm. and I swore I saw a shadow just walk past me. Okay. Hands down, fingers crossed, you know... Swear to God, I weren't high at the time. The best, the best person to ask whether that, excuse me, whether Mum's house has got something in it is my mum, because my mum's a strong believer in that. She reckons 
So you can kind of communicate with, with them, or at least you used to anyway. Mm. But I know my mum definitely has some sort of connection with the afterlife. Yeah. So that would be best to ask mum if, she, if there is a spirit in there. Oh, I will definitely talk to her, because I knew I was going to do paranormal, so I was going to mention it to Josh now, but obviously weren't here. So I have to mention it to him, you know, after this. But it was, you know, then I looked around, no one was there, and all the downstairs lights uh, were off apart from the kitchen. Mm-hmm. No one was there with me, everyone was upstairs, mm-hmm. and then I was just, I know this startled. It's the only way, because it weren't a slow, it was like just... It was Black. there and then wasn't there. Yeah. Yeah. As if someone was literally right behind me, I looked up and they just... Yeah. It's a bit like a shooting star. Yeah. You only see it for a split second. Mm-hmm. And then you question yourself. Yeah. But and did I actually see it? Or am I imagining I saw it? Because that's what I thought. But then I was like, well, I weren't thinking of it consciously at the time. I weren't scared of going in the kitchen at night. You know, I've been down to the kitchen, you know. Yeah, you've been to the house God knows how many times. Yeah, I've been down there at Devil's Time, 3.07am, where yeah. apparently, you know, all the possessed or whatever <laughs> come out at that time. You know, I've been down... Never heard of that one before. Oh, no, it's a play on, like, the Christian hour or something. Okay. But, yeah, most ghost uh, films... Mm-hmm. Revolve around the time three oh seven, three oh five, because that's apparently that's when they're most active and strong. That's interesting. Surely they'd just be like, whenever. <laughs> yeah, but I know it's still one of those things that I personally would. Well, I know I know what I saw. Yeah, but it's whether you know it still could be that. Well, maybe I weren't thinking about it consciously. But subconsciously, no, subconsciously, you might have been thinking because of the previous experience. Exactly. So I look up, see, see something, and then it vanishes. Or imagine you see something, but who knows? Like I said, the best person to ask would be my mum. Yeah, I definitely have to talk to her about it. But going back, steering back towards, I know it's still sort of paranormal. Paranormal, we've been talking about, but steering back to the subject, the actual subject. Um, there's another thing you wanted to talk about about the. Um, Screaming Ghost of Room 209. Yes, this is a uh, very famous... Again, I haven't heard about. I don't know anything about this story at all. Oh, this is quite good. I'm, I'm not too familiar with it, but I know most. I know majority of the facts. Screaming Ghost of Room 209. So basically, hotel... I'm going to take a stab in the dark and say there was a ghost <laughs> in a hotel room, <laughs> number 209, Wait. that was screaming. Yes. Oh, I'm good. Uh, oh, there's, so good. there's more to it. Uh, so basically, security got a call from one of the rooms next to it saying, look, we're hearing screaming from the room next to us. Okay. Security guy went up there to check, knocked on the door. He heard moving about of furniture, heard okay. banging on walls. He heard, you know, just door slamming, sort of like if someone, two people were having an argument. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, they, he kept on saying, look, come out now, otherwise we'll have to, you know, call the police and break in. Yeah. They got the hotel manager to bring up the key card or a key to open the door. Yeah. Open the door, no one in there. Was there anybody registered in there? No. The windows were too small to jump out of and they were too high up anyway to yeah. escape. Yeah. 
you know, it's a hotel, they're not going to have massive windows that anyone can just jump out of. No, I believe hotels, once they hit a certain floor, the yeah. windows don't actually open at all. Yeah, exactly. Well, this was in America, I believe. Well, I've never been to America, so I wouldn't know about the hotels. I think it was back in 2012. Okay. But there's, once again, like the Elisa Lam case, there's a video, CCTV. Okay. And many people say when the guy opens the door uh-huh. and the security guy and you can see a shadow, like a mist, walk out of the room and down the hallway. Okay. They point out and, you know, I look at it and I'm like, yeah, it looks like something, but regardless of whether it was mist or a ghost, mm. what happened in that room is still unexplained. <coughs> to this day, many accounts and eyewitnesses saying they've heard scream, they heard screaming in that room and the furniture moving around. And it's weird in the fact that it was only that one night, I believe. I don't believe it's reoccurred. I don't believe it's happened on a regular basis. But it's still... Do we know if anybody ever died in that room? I don't believe so, but it may be possible. You know, a lot of people go to hotels to end their lives. Yeah, a lot of people do. I mean, it's a lonely time. Well, I mean... A lot of people going there on their own, especially like businessmen or businesswomen or whatever. You know, a lot of travellers and that do stay in hotels on their own. It's not always... You're not always with your partner or with whatever you may be doing. <laughs> Excuse me, but I know, yeah, a lot of people do go to hotels to maybe kill themselves or at least plan on it, mm. play it out, see if they could do it. It's a possibility. But the other reason, I'm not saying none of this happened, I haven't seen the video, I don't know anything about it. But the problem I have with watching back CCTV or like watching a film on it. Obviously this is more real life. It's not a made up film, but who's to say nobody fucked with the CCTV because there are, there are, well, there's uh, special effects guys who can do some seriously good shit. So who's to say somebody hasn't just, wants to fuck around with this easy TV for the sake of it. I understand. I I get where you're coming from. But both this case and the Elisa Glam case had to go through police departments. <coughs> and they would have gone through the tapes to make sure they hadn't been tampered with. They got taken straight from CCTV. They're both live recordings. They're both... And if they were tampered with, the police would have known about it by now. Well, you'd hope so. I mean, there are a lot of police forces in the world that are full of idiots. I mean, don't get me wrong, there are. But, I don't know, sometimes it can be hard to tell whether a video has been tampered with or not. I reckon, anyway, depending on how good you are at tampering with it. But I don't know. I don't know what to make of this screaming ghost of room 209. It's plausible. Of course it is. Everything's plausible. Um... Who's to say it wasn't? This is going a little bit off subject, sticking with the paranormal, kind of. But we were talking a few weeks back about um, like a parallel universe. Yes. Right? Some people believe, I don't know if I do, possibly, but some people believe that 
occasionally will slip through the parallel universe. Mm-hmm. What, like the Mandela effect? I don't know what that is. No, Mandela effect is... I know who Mandela is, I was born in Slavia, <laughs> but I don't know what the effect is. Basically, the Mandela effect <coughs> gets its name because many people in South Africa and in the world remember Nelson Mandela dying in prison. But obviously he didn't, he went on to become president of South Africa. Yeah. But a lot of people remember him, you know, with... Actually, yes, I do remember that story. I know the Mandela effect. Yeah, I do. Yeah. And so, yeah, and that's where it stems from is where, you know, it, it connects with the multiverse, multi-universe theorem. Yeah. Where we sometimes cross paths uh-huh. with different universes and parallel universes uh-huh. where in that one, Nelson did die Nelson in prison. Nelson died in prison, yeah. And then they come and they have that memory in that. You know, people remember crying, seeing his funeral on the telly. Yeah. But then looking one day and he's the president of their country and being really freaked out. You know. But yeah, that's where I'm going with the screaming ghost of 209. Who to say at that point we didn't cross through the a parallel universe where somebody was in that room arguing. Yeah, that's one of the... That's one of people's beliefs for what ghosts are, is, say, it could be someone that, you know, say if you experience that door open tonight. Yeah. Some people believe that in another universe, someone else lives in this flat, uh-huh. and is coming in and has opened that door. Okay. But because we live in a complex world and universe that none yeah, of us we, would understand... We live in a 3D universe. Yeah. Everything around us is 3D. It's sort of like two ships in the night. They just cross paths. Yeah. And, you know, who knows, you know, who's there to say that we haven't given another person in another universe a ghost experience from our actions. Yes, exactly. Like, exactly the same thing. Who's to say when I came to bed last night and I opened my door that somebody else in another universe was laying in bed and had their door just open randomly. Yeah. It's a possibility. But, I mean, it's one of those things that will never be proven, I don't believe, because there's always sceptical... With everything in science, there's always got to be... There's got to be two sides in science. Mm. It has to be... It could be possible, but it also couldn't be possible. And that's what science is. Yeah. It's like the facts we have today are more than likely will be proved as not facts in another 30 years. The facts we know today about space or ghosts or poltergeists or whatever could no longer be facts in the next 30 years. Yeah. Everything could have a reason as to why. But there's always going to be somebody or a group of people, whether it's scientists, religious people, whoever that will always try and prove otherwise. But I do believe there are a lot of scientists. Uh, I believe um, Stephen Hawking is one of them, who believes that the possibility for parallel universes or uh, multi-universes, he believes it is a high possibility. Yeah. I'm a firm believer in it. I'm a firm believer in ghosts as well. Yeah. 
I mean, because uh, there's a good podcast channel called The Sasquatch Chronicles, where they talk about, you know, Bigfoot, Sasquatches, ghosts, and yeah, yeah. everything. And they have, it started off as basically like a call-in radio <laughs> show. Okay. He, did, he wanted to start a podcast, but didn't know what to talk about. So he would ask people to phone in. Uh-huh. And he would, he has got people from all over the county. Mm-hmm. I mean, top in police departments, mm-hmm. priests, teachers, fire people, you know, every, anyone you can imagine. Phone in and say, I've seen this, I've seen that. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's mad to think because there's people out there who, who just wouldn't even dream of making this stuff up. But then it happens to them and they don't know what to do because they don't want to sound like nutheads, but they want to tell their story because they've they've witnessed it. Yeah, I get that. I get you don't want to be seen as a nutcase, but playing devil's advocate, who's saying those people just don't want their 15 minutes of fame? Because I'm presuming this is a pretty big podcast. Uh, no, not particularly, and especially when it started. Yeah. He only got, you know, little views until he started to blow up because everyone was relating to these stories okay so yeah i'm not debating there are probably people on there making a lot of this shit up yeah but for every five people you got about another five that are actually telling the truth yeah quite possibly but back to the science thing is sort of it's never been disproven no but it's never going to be proven on a worldwide scale i, I would love it I would. I think it will be proven at some point in before the universe implodes on itself. I would so much love it to happen within my lifetime, but it won't. I can't see it happening in my lifetime. I can't see it happening in my littlest brother's lifetime, and he's mm. only young. He's only eight, yeah. nine. So he's got hell of a lot more years than you and I have. Mm. And I can't see it happening in his. I can't see it happening in his children's life either. But I think it will be proven at some point. But I would just love it to be proven in our lifetime. So like, but even though I've had little experiences, they can all be put down to something else. So I would, in my lifetime, have would love to have that one bit of definitive proof. Yeah. Where I can go, I don't care what anyone says, I know what I saw, I know what I heard, I saw, you know, this, that and the other, and then I can, well, I wouldn't say rest safe and sound, because I'd be on the edge all the time, no, no, it does exist. But it would be nice for somebody to come along and go, actually, that did happen. Yes. Like, here's the proof that this genuinely happens, this genuinely exists. Yes. But at the moment, it's all theories, and that's the problem. So, do you have anything else? No, it's been a good combo, actually. I didn't think we'd make it this far. No, I didn't think I didn't think we'd drag it out this long. I mean, we'll definitely have to do more on it with more research. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I think we do a couple more parts to this. Yeah. I Maybe not soon, but in the future. Yeah, I think there's there's room for improvement. There's always room for improvement. Um, but yeah, I think we'll come back at some point, either back to these stories or other paranormal stories because I find it quite interesting I'd like to be proved wrong Hmm. or right either way Um, (coughs) I think we come back to it at some point but yeah it's been a good chat yeah we'd have to 
do a whole episode on the multiverse theorem as well one day. Oh, yes. That's so complex. Maybe, I don't know, I think maybe within the next, possibly the next one, who knows. Yeah. But within the next five podcasts, we'd like to do the multiverse. Oh, yeah. And we have to get Josh on it. Yeah, we'd have to get Josh on for the another paranormal parts as well. Yeah, definitely. But anyway, I've been Chris. I've been Jay. And adios.